Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, on we go, Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. An incredibly busy morning that we have working for you here. Uh, we've covered a lot of ground already. There have been a few more developments in the Kyrie Irving the, the saga, if you will, that we covered earlier <clears throat> today. The Nets general manager, Sean Marks, saying in a meeting with the media today that the apology from Kyrie last night was a good first step, but he wants to see more steps before they would consider Kyrie coming back to play, but that releasing him has never been considered. Kevin Durant essentially said something that I don't even understand. Uh, I'm going to need to have that explained to me. Just reading things sometimes on Twitter are uh, when reporters very quickly just transcribe things that people say without all of the context around it. It's very complicated. Just reading one tweet of something Durant said, I think it rubbed me very much the wrong way, but it is certainly possible that that was within the scope of a much bigger conversation, that it wasn't anywhere near as problematic as it as it initially sounded. So we'll wait and see as all that comes in. And candidly, I'm sick to death of talking about it anyway. That's not what we're here for. It's not what I want to do. It's not what you want to hear. We will pass along the information on Kyrie Irving as it continues to come in. I have told you already what I think about it. Let's get back to what we do here, which is hopefully find a way to take your mind off of your life and your troubles and mine and have a little fun talking about sports. We'll do who you got at the end of this hour as we always do on Fridays. Uh, we have the guy who wrote this new uh, biography about Charles Barkley, which is uh, sounds really, really interesting, and I'm fascinated to hear some of what he has found out, so we'll have him as we go. But first things first, we always open these Fridays uh, with our ESPN betting analyst, Joe Fortenbaugh, to make sure you are 100% set to make whatever action it is you are interested in making for this weekend. Hello again, Joe Fortenbaugh. Greeny, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on this show. I hope you're excited about your Jets this weekend. Well, I, I mean, I'm excited about the Jets playing better. I, I would not describe myself as excited from the standpoint of I have no expectation of them beating Buffalo, which says almost nothing about the Jets and everything about Buffalo. You know, Joe, I, I don't know that anyone is beating Buffalo again this year. I, I think they may be, you know, what is it, the climbing the uncrimable mountain? What is it, beat the unbeatable foe? <laughs> Whatever it is from the Sinatra right. song. I just need to see the Jets play better. I need to see the quarterback play better. If we get that in in a reasonably respectable loss, I'll be fine with that. Is that the wrong attitude for me to have? No, not at all. And I'll tell you what, Buffalo opened as a 13-point favorite. We've seen this dip down to 11.5, and and that's not public money, all right? The public is not lining up to bet the Jets against a freight train that is the Bills. That's sharp money that's coming in on New York. So keep that in mind, number one. Number two, to your point about the Buffalo Bills, the only way a team like that loses the rest of the season outside of a catastrophic injury is if they beat themselves like they did against the Jaguars last year. That's it. They, they have really been that good. We saw them go to Arrowhead. We saw them handle business there. The rest of the way out, I don't know if there's a team capable of outplaying them on their best day. So it really comes down to whether or not they beat themselves. Yeah, that game that they lost in Miami, you know, it's early in the season. It's 110 degrees or they whatever They had the ball is. for 40 minutes in that game. Yeah. 40 minutes of possession in that game. Yeah, I, I think the weather had a lot to do with that and the schedule. They were on a short week. And I'm not making excuses, and I'm not trying to diminish the value of the Dolphins' win. It's a good win, and it counts in the standings. But I don't think they'll lose again. Actually, you make me think of something quickly before we dive into some of these games. I've talked a lot on Get Up the last couple of days about the Eagles and their opportunity, the the possibility of them going unbeaten this year. Uh, They beat up on a bad Houston team last night, but the Eagles actually have the easiest schedule in the NFL the rest of the way. What, if any, action can a person get on the possibility of them going 17-0? 
you can bet 17 and 0. A lot of places are offering it now because they're 8 and 0 and and everyone's looking at the schedule like you said. I don't have the price right up in front of me right now, but as you're handicapping it, you got to what you want to do is you want to look for the situational spots. That that that's the absolute key is the spot where it might be the short week or they're getting an opponent off the bye or they're caught looking ahead. They're going to get big blue twice at the end of the season mm-hmm. and you know there's a trip to Dallas with a healthy Dak Prescott presumably still on the schedule. So I'd be circling that. Then you also have to rest with the idea of if you're sitting 15 and 0, what are you going to be doing late in terms of re- playing your starters? You know, there's always that discussion of whether or not you want them to keep playing because then you'd have the buy, so you don't want a two or three week layoff going into the playoffs. But do you really want to risk an injury to any of these guys, knowing how much you have on the horizon? So the prices are out there. If you like it, I'd probably play the adjusted season win total. I think it's 14 and a half wins. If you like them to win the whole thing, maybe just bet them over that. If they get to 15 wins, you cash. You don't have to worry about the decision-making late in the season. Oh, I really like that call. See, this is why we have Joe Fortenbaugh with us here. Obviously, in Philly all those years, Andy Reid, whenever he locked up the one seed, would always rest everybody. I don't know what the new coach, Nick Sirianni, would do. All right, let's go into some of these games here. I'm looking at Bears-Dolphins as one of the interesting matchups. The Dolphins just went out and made the big acquisition on defense. Bears have been a little better, particularly with Justin Fields running the ball. They're the best rushing team in the NFL. What do we like in that game? Two bets and a lean. The bets would be over 45.5 total points and the Miami team total, which is how many points Miami will score going over 25.5 points. But I do lean the Chicago a little bit. They were a five-point dog early in the week. There has been some money on the Bears. It's down to about four, four and a half. You take Chicago's defense, they weren't very good. 19th in the NFL in both scoring defense and opponent yards per play. And then they trade their two best defenders in Roquan Smith, excuse me, and Robert Quinn. So now here comes Miami. We don't think they're going to hang a big number. Doesn't look like weather's going to be an issue at Soldier Field this weekend. Miami averaging 24 points per game, but two and a half games of that was without Tua Tungavailoa at quarterback. With him at quarterback, they've been much more explosive. I like Miami to put up a big number. I like the game to go over the total, but I do lean a bit to the Bears. This is a lot of points to cover on the road against a Chicago offense that has been getting better week to week. Greeny and Joe Fortenbaugh with us here on some of the uh, the interesting plays this weekend. Titans, Chiefs, I'm a little surprised at that number. I, I'm not sure what you have it at right now. S- someone told me 12 and a half points Kansas City is favored by at home. Now, a lot of that is the expectation is that Ryan Tannehill will not play for Tennessee. So that obviously factors in. What do you think of that game? I'd be looking to the under here at 45 and a half. And it's the last thing anyone wants to do on a Sunday night is they're chasing their losses or looking to press their winners. But hear me out on this one. Tennessee is like the slowest moving offense in the NFL in terms of how many seconds between the end of the previous play and the start of the next play. And there's no reason for them to change that mindset in Kansas City Mm -hmm. against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. You go too fast, you go three and out. Mahomes is going to shred you and your defense is going to be on the field the entire game. So shorten the game, right? Grind the clock, run the ball with Derek. Henry it's going to be tough he handled a big workload last week and the Chiefs run defense has been better this year but that's the ticket to success Vrabel has been able to do that before and when it comes to the 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 spread here lean a little bit to Tennessee the big narrative is always how awesome Andy Reid is coming off a bye and he's been fantastic throughout his career and he's turned a nice profit throughout his career but everyone knows that now the bookmakers bake that into the line so if you look over the last five years in the regular season Reid is just two and three against the spread coming off the bye so when you hear everyone talking about how great that number is yeah that that also includes the early days in Philadelphia as of late it hasn't been as profitable just make sure you factor that in. 
Greeny and Joe Fortenbaugh with us here as we look through some of the games of interest on the on the schedule for this weekend. Bucks Rams, which is actually a meeting of the last two Super Bowl champions, certainly doesn't feel that way. Um, Bucks off a mini buy. I've I've been sort of playing up on my TV show in the mornings, Joe. That I, maybe it's just because I I'm so used to seeing it. I feel like the Bucks are going to get it together. That, that, the things that have that have been bad about them don't make sense to me. Like Tom Brady and Mike Evans not being on the same page, that doesn't make sense to me. Their defense being awful doesn't make sense to me. So I like Tampa a lot here. Again, I'm always wrong. What do you like in this game? So it's tough to handicap because it feels like we're talking about that every week. Going into the Ravens game, that was going to be the game where they got it right. Thursday night at home, Ravens struggling the second half, and they couldn't get it done there. It's week after week. Losing to Carolina was just completely, completely out of the ordinary. So now here come the Rams, who have their own problems, right? They came off the bye. They get shellacked by the Niners. They're bottom five in the NFL in yards per play and scoring offense. They can't protect. They look like a team that won a Super Bowl celebrated, and then put in virtually no work in the offseason to get ready for this year because that's how sloppy and disjointed they look. I can't get behind Tampa Bay's offense right now with the way they're playing. Defense is still top seven in scoring and opponent yards per play. I look to the under 42 and a half. I think this is going to be an ugly, ugly football game. Not a lot of highlights the next day outside of us talking about what's wrong with and then insert the loser here. Greeny and Joe Fortenbaugh, and then let me go quickly to college. Uh, we have maybe the biggest college game ever, Tennessee. No, no, let me say that again. The biggest <laughs> college game of this season. <laughs> Sorry, I was being distracted by Pachano. Still a big one. Uh, we got a very big game this weekend, Tennessee at Georgia. I asked Heather Dinich on TV this week, what's at stake? She said, without hesitation, a spot in the playoff. The winner will be in college football's Final Four. How do you see it? I like Tennessee plus the eight. And I will tell you that the sports books out here are going to need Georgia. Everyone is lining up on Tennessee. The public this is a very public dog, and you've got some of the pros lining up on him as well. Got involved earlier when the line was up around 10 and 11. Here's the way I look at it. Let's look at the money line, just the probability of winning. The Tennessee Volunteers are plus 240. That means a $100 bet will return $240 in profit. What you want to do with money lines is you want to convert them to implied probabilities so that you can ask yourself whether or not that percentage chance is something you see as accurate or inaccurate. Plus 240 means 29%. Now, do we believe Tennessee has a 29% chance of winning this game? If you agree with it, then yeah, don't make a bet. But if you disagree, you might find an edge. I, I don't think it's 29%. I'm not saying it's 50-50 because the game's in Athens, but Tennessee's got the number one offense in the country. They're undefeated. They've beaten Alabama. Now, people will say, come on, Ford and Ball, that Alabama game was in Tennessee. This is Georgia. I agree, but it's not 29%. It's closer, in my opinion, to 40% or so. And that's us talking about the money line. I'm going to get eight points in my pocket here with a Georgia team, mind you, that isn't as good defensively this year. And Nolan Smith, their top defenders, out for this game. I will take the eight with the volunteers. And let me just quickly, everything in me says they're begging you to take uh, Tennessee, right? I mean, the spread seems so completely out of whack. So when someone says they're just begging you to take Tennessee, what's the answer to that? Well, I would say in this specific case, they were doing the same thing in the Alabama game. They were begging you to take Tennessee, and Alabama lost that game outright as a favorite. So sometimes you'll see them begging you to take something, and it is a trap. You'll be walking into something that just stinks. I think a lot of people are going to look at 6-1 and Minnesota this weekend and say, yeah, they'll have no problem with the Commanders. Don't fall for that trap. The Commanders are the play. I think a lot of people will look at Central Florida this week and say, oh, they're only laying 3.5 at Memphis. That's an easy play. No, that's another trap that's out there. That's a horrible spot. 
spot for Central Florida off a huge win with another big game on deck against a team coming off a bye. So look at the situations. I think, yeah, they're, they might be begging you to take Tennessee, but at the same time, they were begging you to take Tennessee against Alabama, and that was no problem for the Volunteers. Sold. Joe, you're the best. Thank you. Have a great weekend and good luck. Thanks, Greeny. Best of luck to everybody out there. All right, Greeny coming to you live from the Seaport, brought to you by Grey Goose. Coming up next, inside the mind of the most outrageous personality in sports history. It's next, ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. Uh, obviously, there's so much going on. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. It's an incredibly busy week in the sports world, but the Astros now a win away from winning the World Series. The Eagles winning last night. Huge weekend of both college and pro football are ahead of us and this extraordinary mess that swirls around the Brooklyn Nets. But I did want to make sure we had a moment for this. So I spoke this week to Timothy Bella, who is an author who has written a book about Charles Barkley that has been described to me as the definitive book about Charles, who is someone that I've now known for a really long time. And I see that the book has received blurbs, if you will, endorsements from a lot of uh, people who would know him well, including Shaquille O'Neal and others. So uh, clearly this is something that is worth taking seriously. And I was dying to hear some of the insights in it. And so I said, let's put him on the radio show and let's hear what we can get. So I'm delighted to bring Timothy Bella in for a moment here. Tim, Mike Greenberg here. Thanks for making a couple of minutes. How are you? How's it going, Mike? Uh, awesome today. 
on my end. You? I, I'm doing great. So let's everybody hear it. I, I've, I've always found Charles fascinating. I'm endlessly interested in him. I covered him a little bit from afar during his playing career in recent years with my TV shows and everything else. I've gotten to know him, but only a little, not, not, um, you know, not intimately. What are some of the things about Charles Barkley that people will find out if they read your book? Well, as a fan, Mike, I really wanted to go back to Leeds, Alabama, growing up in the Hustle Heights projects of Leeds, raised by his single mother, Charcy, his grandma, Johnny May, and what, how he actually got Charles Wade Barkley. And it was a long and winding process, honestly, uh, starting off as a short chubby kid with no jump shot um, uh, who just loved basketball still. And, and he just kept going and going at it. And he finally got this growth spurt. He finally got his focus and he was able to just kind of have this breakout moment at a really interesting time in that state's history. It's obviously put the civil rights movement going on. And what, what he actually found was, someone who was really shy and lacked confidence early on who uh, over the course of his last four plus decades since Auburn has more into one of the most iconic sports figures and broadcasters. So it's really an amazing story. And that's what I thought now was the right time for this big biography on him yeah and, and so so how did he do that how, how did he go from being a shy kid the the basketball part of it we've all seen we, we've all seen how he's made himself into an unbelievable player and to be as undersized as he was to do the things that he did on the floor the rebounding in particular and everything else that was remarkable but we all saw it how what was it in his life or in his personality that changed that enabled him to go from being what you're describing as a shy kid to becoming the most outrageous personality that maybe we've ever seen? I would have to take it back to just being raised by his mother and his grandmother shortly after his father, Frank, left him as 13 months old. He uh, was a really sore spot in his life. Uh, there were uh, some drugs and some gang activity in Leeds. His stuff was harmless in that him and his friends would uh, steal cakes each night at the local grocery store. But one night, the uh, cops actually chased him and his friends down, and there was one point where he fell down, and he thought, you know, this could be it. He could be shot. So at that point in time, he kind of straightened himself out and just focused solely on basketball. And thankfully, he did have this growth spurt that allowed him to go from about 5'7 to about 6'6 six, six in about a year and a half or so. And uh, uh, he also played with a lot of anger early on toward his father and toward others. And I think once he accidentally spit on the other little girl in New Jersey, he just kind of let all that anger go and became the guy we kind of know him now as fun, loving and, and carefree and just a joy. 
Timothy Bella with us here again. The book is available now. It's called Barkley. Final question for you, Tim. What, what should we expect from him going forward? What, what does he tell you? I mean, he, he just signed this new deal. He's going to be doing TV for the foreseeable future. But he's a person who has so many different options out there, and he's, you know, he's, he's not as young as he once was. What, what, what does the future look like for Charles? I'm personally happy to sign that extension. What they have done on Turner for the last two-plus decades has been amazing put that show. I do not think he's going to stay there for the duration of these next 10 years, only because he has said repeatedly he does not want to die at that desk shack. <laughs> and uh, um, uh, he also has his first grandson, too, Henry. And I really do think that that kind of life-changing experience will have him there for at least a few more years, but I don't see him staying there for a full pen, so we should just enjoy him for as long as he is there, Greeny. Absolutely. Timothy Bella, again, the author. The book is called Barkley. It's available now wherever it is you get your books. Timothy, best of luck with this. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Mike. All right. Take care. Timothy Bella, again, the book is called Barkley. I've always found Charles to be one of the most interesting people. And and that's obviously not breaking new ground. He's fascinating to everyone. But his total fearlessness, and, and he has managed to create for himself a place that is so unique, not just in the sports world, but pretty much anywhere. Uh, Charles Barkley gets away with things that no one else gets away with. And I've always been fascinated as to how we got to that place. And again, I love it. And I love him. And, and, and I, I find him as entertaining as you do. Um, and so I, I just have, I find it interesting. And so the book might have uh, some insight into how he got to be who he got to be, and so that's why I was hoping we could get a little bit of that here. You know, we all know the game isn't over till it's over. Next time your car breaks down, don't call it quits. Head to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Uh, Very quickly, because I read that Kevin Durant tweet a little earlier, or, or the comment from him, he now seems to be trying to explain what it is that he said. Uh... As I said, you never know what the context of these things is, but now he's out there explaining it. He just tweeted, just want to clarify the statements I made at Shootaround. I see some people are confused. I don't condone hate speech or anti-Semitism. I'm about spreading love always. Our game unites people, and I want to make sure that's at the forefront. Um, when that when those are the conversations that you're having, you just know things have taken a turn um, that no one could possibly have foreseen. I, I don't think, again, I continue to hope that something, that somewhere there'll be a turn in this thing that makes one feel a little bit better. Uh, at this moment, it just continues to spiral into places that feel worse and worse. We'll do who you got. We'll finish it up with some fun. Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Of course, Hembo not with us today because he was there last night in Philadelphia. And what has brought the members of this hashtag crew, including myself, extraordinary joy the last couple of days is seeing the way that this has all backfired on Hembo. Hembo had this magnificent feeling, this magnificent run. The Phillies looked like they were on their way to just racing through this World Series and pulling together. And the Eagles are playing great. And But now I think, I think we can see the setup. Uh, right here, Nuno, we can see how this thing is going to end. And that is the Phillies are going to wind up losing. The Eagles are going to wind up putting together this monster season and getting knocked off in the playoffs. And Hambo's undoing, I think, will be one of the true bright spots of your calendar year. Do you see it that way? I mean, oh, and let's not forget that yesterday that the the 76ers announced James Harden is going to be out at least a month, right? That is correct. (laughs) Um, so, So there's just one thing after another, but at the end of the day, there's one common denominator. It was Hembo who challenged the sports gods, and now he's now everyone, all the Philly, and all the Philly fans have to pay for his sin of challenging the uh, the sports gods. That's correct. And, and so, what what exactly do you think the penance should be? We talked about this yesterday that. Uh, Hembo, he failed to follow any of the rules. Not only did he talk trash, not only did he tweet trash, not only did he count all of his chickens long before they were hatched, but maybe the worst offense of them all was that he watched the game on TV in game four when everything had been working so well with him on the phone. I don't think the simple knowledge that he was the cause of his team losing is enough penance in this case, Nuno. I think further punishment is in order. Is it something he has to wear? Is it something he has to eat? Because we all know his eating habits are so ridiculous. What should the penalty be? Can we put him outside of either the Liberty Bell or the Rocky statue with the sign that says, you know, I'm the reason that, uh, all these Philly teams have lost because I didn't, you know, I challenged the sports gods, like something of that nature. We could try that. Or that might be, or actually, I don't want him to die. I was going to say, <laughs> we have Philly. to provide some sort of security in that scenario. You know, there is like, you know, that sign guy, the guy with the sign, like he could hold up a sign basically just saying, hey, Philly, it's my fault. And we could have him do that or something. Well, we'll figure all this out over the weekend. It's not over yet, but it's feeling that way. We continue in 15 seconds. Previously. 
on Greeny. Christian McCaffrey is going to be the MVP of the second half of the season. He, he won't win the MVP award. And the one concern with McCaffrey is he has proven to be injury prone. And, and so you're just worried that he's going to get hurt because the usage could be very high. But he can do everything. Uh, he just makes that offense look unstoppable. I believe he makes the 49ers the biggest threat to the unbeaten Eagles in the NFC. That was me and I'm right. Weekly Rewind brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call the Dell Technologies Advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. I'm going to get to who you got here in just a second, but I'm going to make that my question of the day. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. Uh, and Nuno, I'll ask it to you. I've been asking it to everybody on TV all this week. The Eagles are unbeaten. They certainly deserve right now to be considered the best team in the NFC. Who is the biggest threat to knock them off in the NFC playoffs, um, it, it's a fairly limited group of teams that even have winning records in the NFC. Who's the biggest threat to Philadelphia and Nuno? This is going to hurt. I would say the Cowboys. I have no faith in the Bucks. I have no faith in the Packers turning it around. And then I don't trust Kirk Cousins, who, you know, who has all those weapons, as you said yesterday on the show. But it feels like it's the Cowboys. As long as they can fig- figure out how to st- or slow down that run that with the that the that the Eagles have. So, so let me ask you this: If I let you choose, would you rather have the Eagles win the Super Bowl or the Cowboys win the Super Bowl? I would say the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, death uh, yeah, is yeah. not an option. Yeah. Like you got to choose one of these two things to happen. You'd rather have the, you, you your hate for the Cowboys is deeper than your hate for the Eagles. Correct. That is yes. Would that be impacted if the Phillies come back and win the World Series, which is to say Oh that, yeah, we can't have that. Like that city which is your nemesis. If they win the World Series, would you then switch it and say you'd rather have the Cowboys win the Super Bowl so Philly doesn't get the double dip? <sighs> Oof. But then you got to listen to both both those fan bases. So, like, that's, I think, the bigger issue is that can I live with the fact that I'm going to have to hear Hembo and Bubba or can I just deal with Hembo? Are you even willing to entertain the idea that it could be the Giants, that your team could be the one that knocks off one of these big teams in an NFC playoff scenario? Uh, no. That's not happening. You just don't see it happening? No chance. They have you out there as a wide receiver at this <laughs> point in time. Yeah, I thought they might make a move of some kind. I, I mean, I don't think Odell is the answer. I don't think he's going there, first of all. And second of all, he's not an answer no matter what. He's not going to be healthy soon enough. And he's not going to, he's not, I don't think he's going to be a meaningful enough contributor this year for what they need. I, I think the fact that they didn't do anything sort of speaks volumes about how good they themselves think they are. We'll see where they go. All right, who you got? Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? All right, who you got is Bubba's opportunity to shine. We finish up every Friday here with Bubba. He has a series of questions. Most of them are binary in nature. I will have to choose who I've got. He puts together really fascinating questions for me every single week, some of them about sports, some of them not about sports. Bubba, take it away. All right, who you got brought to you by Granger, and we have the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge. Actually, wait a minute. Yeah. Before we go to the picks. Sure. I did not. I said we'd talk about it later, and I forgot. Sure. Where are we with our Powerball tickets? Okay, yeah, we can we can start with that. So here's the situation. We got Powerball. We've done three so far. Quick update. We did last Saturday. We bought 15 tickets. We won $4. Then Monday, we had 17 tickets. We won zero. 
But this past Wednesday, we had 15 tickets, and we won four, uh, $8. We $8 won $8. Okay. On our last one. How about so, us? Going into this Saturday. So let have, me just make sure I'm clear. Yeah. We, we bought $30 worth of tickets. So yes. when you say we won $8, are you saying that we got back $38, or are you no. saying we got back $8? We got back 8 so what you're saying is we lost twenty two dollars. You don't look at it like that. We won eight. Well, that's a good way to look at it. I mean, that's the ultimate in glasses half full. When you ask a person how would you define glasses half full or glasses half empty, if they spend thirty dollars on lottery tickets and get back eight, and they tell you we won eight dollars, that is a great way of 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 identifying a person who views life. As the glass being half full. I mean, there's no way any true lottery player is not going to say we. They're not going to say it, we won eight dollars. That's how they're going to. That's always how they're going to phrase it. Fair enough. Now I don't play. I never do this. The only time I do it is when people I know intimately are doing it, because it will destroy me if they wind up winning a billion dollars sure. and I didn't do it. I've never. It literally in my life. I'm 55 years old. I've never bought a lottery ticket. I don't know exactly where I'd go to get one. I, I, I went in with a friend of mine once and I've gone in with you guys a couple of times over the years right. and that's pretty much it. So I guess is that that's the way one describes it no matter how many tickets. If we bought $500 worth of tickets and got back eight bucks, we'd say we won eight dollars. Yeah, that's what I would say, yeah. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. Now, the, right. the update for this for Saturday is we have a little, uh, some news here, and uh, Nuno's okay with it. I don't know if you're, we want to confirm you're okay with it. We know Hembo doesn't want in, but our old pal Liam now wants to jump in, which would add five more tickets. So for this Saturday, he's willing to put in $10.00. So we have your 10, my 10, Nuno's 10, plus Liam's 10, plus our $8. That's going to give us the most tickets we've had so far, 24 tickets for tomorrow's drawing, which is $1.5 billion. Oh, are, in. Are you okay with Liam joining? 100%. I share the wealth. So long as it's not Hembo, Liam's I'm totally in. Liam's in, Hembo's out. Yeah, I, right. I, can, I can live with a quarter of $1.5 billion. That's I'll, what I figured. I mean, I'll find a way to make that there. work. And I figure if we've got 24 tickets... Our chances of winning have got to be like 30%, right? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're not bad. There, yeah. They're not quite 50-50, but they got to be something like 30%. So I feel very good about this. Okay, that's the Powerball update. Let's get to the picks. All right, so for the picks, we had a little bit of a rough week last week. You went one and two. You're now tied for second behind Freddie and Fitzsimmons. But we'll get back on track today. First game, Rams at Bucks, and this one is Tampa Bay minus three. Who you got here? Okay, this kills me. Kills me, because remember, I'm doing the opposite. If every instinct you have is wrong, then the opposite would have to be right. But I'm so sure Tampa wins this game. I've spent all week on TV saying Tampa's going to bounce back. Tampa's going to play better. Tampa's going to have a representative second half of the season. That I, 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 But I have to do the opposite, right? No, no, I mean, we're not, we're, not, we're not departing from the strategy. I have to pick against myself, right? I have to fade myself? Yeah, you have to keep doing this. All right. The official pick has got to be, what'd you say it was, three and a half? Uh, just three, minus just three. Just three. So maybe Tampa can win this game by one or two. The official pick will be Rams minus three. Hashtag KOD. 
The Kiss of Death. KOT, the hashtag KOD brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. All right, that's our first pick. What's next? All right, we were just talking about this game a little while ago. Bills at Jets. This game is going to be on ESPN Radio. Tune in, and it's Buffalo minus 11.5. Who we got here? (sighs) Okay. So there's so many things I want to do here. A, I want to use my KOD to help my team. So I think the best way I can do that is by picking against them. B, I actually think the Jets are going to play well. I I really do. I think the Jets are going to keep this closer than 11 and a half. Do not get me wrong. I do not expect the Jets to win. But my honest expectation is the Jets will play better. They will prove that they're much better than the team that played last week. Zach will learn from his mistakes, and they will keep this close. So absolutely everything adds up to my official pick being the Bills. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. I mean, everything I think is going to be, if everything I think in this game is wrong, then this is a lock, a mortal lock. So the, the official pick is Bills minus the 11 and a half. Go. All right, last one, Dolphins at Bears, and this one is Miami minus four and a half. Who you got here? It's another tough one. So the Bears are my, you know, my adopted home, my my adopted second team. That's my adopted home, um, and they're playing better. What's the weather looking like there? I, I know it's supposed to rain tomorrow. If the weather's not too bad, I can't see the Dolphins not putting up. 400 points against the Bears. I, 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 what did you say the line was? Uh, I, I think it's, it's actually my, uh, Miami minus five. Minus five? Minus five, yeah. I, I, think, I, think, I think the Dolphins are going to blow them out. I think, I think the Dolphins are going to score a bunch of points and that Justin Fields has no chance to sort of keep up with that. So the official pick going against myself. If every instinct you have is wrong then the opposite would have to be right. It's going to be Chicago. Give me the Bears and the points. That is my official. That rounds out this week's KOD picks, and I have to believe I'm going to wind up going 3-0 and this week. Okay, Who You Got continues with some other kinds of questions. Bubba, take it. All right, Who You Got brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. And 56 years ago Tuesday, Apple Jacks was trademarked. Who you got as your favorite cereal? So have I ever told you my Apple Jack story? So, so when I was a little kid, Bubba, my parents, who had, did not have a lot of rules. We, we were not a, um, a, a, a very strict household. But my parents, for some reason, had a thing about sugary cereals. Never in my life, in my entire childhood, did we have Fruit Loops, Frosted Flakes, nothing. I woke up every morning to Product 19 and, and Corn Flakes, regular Corn Flakes and, and Rice Krispies and stuff like that. And I went, I slept over at a friend's house and we woke up in the morning and we had Apple Jacks. And I said, oh my God, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. Nothing has ever tasted this good. And so from that day forward, Apple Jacks has been my favorite cereal. Now, I haven't eaten it in years. I, I've gone back. I've, I've, I've gone way worse now. I eat all the ridiculously healthy cereals, and I put, like, actual berries and stuff like that on them to make it even remotely edible because I'm old and I need to eat healthily. But of all the actual—the the, the, the answer to the question you're asking me, Apple Jacks are so delicious, they shouldn't even be called cereal. They should be called dessert. If you went to a restaurant and you had a full dinner, 
Nuno. And for dessert, they brought you out like a thing of Apple Jacks and just a little milk and said, here, enjoy. You'd be like, oh, this is excellent, right? You would give that, you would give that restaurant the best Yelp rating it ever had, right? I would, I would send them back and ask for tomato with salt on it. <laughs> no, sugar. No, sugar, yes. Yeah, that's Hembo's desserts. To slice tomato with sugar. Now, he's a lunatic, and Apple Jacks are delicious. What's next? Yeah, yesterday was National Sandwich Day, so if you could only eat one sandwich for the rest of your life, what are you going with? Who you got? So this is about this is where this is going to take a turn. So I said this on the air once before, and Chris Carlin was listening, and he just about lost his mind. But to me, my favorite kind of sandwich there, there was a there was a little deli called the Organic Market in the town that we lived in for twenty years in Westport, Connecticut, where they made a sandwich which was hummus, tofu, and avocado on a pita. And when I tell you, it was the most, my mouth is watering just thinking about it. Now, I know that Chris Carlin, I pray to God he's not listening because I'm going to hear, I'll know if he's listening or not because I will get a text in the next 15 seconds from him if he is. But as God is my witness, that is my favorite sandwich. It's delicious. I love the pita. Because you know how I am about food getting on anything. The pita is a wonderful, if, if you are forced to eat with your hands, which I do not like to do and I try as hard as I can to avoid. But if you have to, the pita is by far the best bread because that's actually a pocket. It actually, you can put everything into it like you're putting in a pocket and it never falls out. So it's by far the neatest of all the breads. So uh, clearly any sandwich that we're going to choose here has to be served in a pita. That's my favorite bread. And then that actually is my favorite sandwich. And I'm just guessing, Nuno, that you were disgusted by this. Listen, to each his own, but that would definitely not be my favorite. What's your favorite sandwich? So there's these uh, deli in Connecticut called Gaetano's. They have a a bunch of places. I know. They they do a prosciutto with fresh mozzarella, chicken cutlet, uh, Roasted peppers and broccoli rob on a Italian uh, hero. Unbelievable. That actually sounds good, too. But that, to me, is more dinner. See, that, 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 see, that has ceased to be a sandwich. I know in theory it's a sandwich, but that is much more to me of a meal. Like a sandwich to me is something that you grab and you eat and you move on with your life. Uh, that, that felt like more of a meal. Either way, that, that's my favorite sandwich. I know everyone hates it. All right, Bubba, give me one more. Yeah, pitas are fun. Uh, 65 years ago <laughs> yesterday, Dolph Lundgren was born, yeah. actor in many movies, but most famous for Ivan Drago and Rocky IV. So who you got as the best Rocky movie one minute? So the best Rocky movie, anyone who says anything other than Rocky one d- doesn't deserve to continue speaking. That said... So I believe the conversation begins with what's the best Rocky after the first one. The original is a magnificent movie. It won the Oscar and well-deserved it. The best of the follow-ups, the sequels, is Rocky Three, And that is because of the genius of Mr. T as Clubber Lang. I have said many times, the two greatest performances in the history of the American screen were Olivier's Hamlet and T's Lang. Mr. T as Clubber Lang should have won an Oscar. So that's my favorite one. All right, Bubba, well done on who you got. Let's get these lottery tickets. Let's win a billion five and get on with our day. Enjoy the World Series. Enjoy all the football. I'll see you tonight for NBA Countdown and then back here Monday on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. 
You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts. 